Hello and welcome to the Lazy Podcast. This is episode 5 of the Lazy Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about everything and anything. So if you're new here, please make sure you subscribe. And if you're listening from Spotify or anywhere else, make sure you subscribe there too. And make sure you check out the channel as well, the re- uh, the rest of the channel, because there is some very interesting stuff. Um, so episode 5, who would have thought that we would make it this far uh, in this <laughs> In this episode, I thought we would talk about a couple of things. Uh, first topic we I want to talk about is uh, PewDiePie assigned, assigned a new exclusive deal with YouTube to only stream on YouTube, and how kind of the media is like, you know, what what the media is reporting um, and all of that. Um, this is similar to, and I have talked about this topic before. Um, there is a video on the channel called "YouTubers versus Traditional Media," which is very interesting, and I go in depth into how the media is fighting and why the media is fighting YouTube personalities like PewDiePie and you know other personalities um, and then uh, the next topic I want to talk about is the Snyder Cut of Justice League and how it came to be and how it happened and why now like the Justice League came out in 2017 I believe so why now um, so yeah, if you're new here, make sure you subscribe, maybe you, you hit that like button. And if you have any topics that you want me to cover on this podcast, um, please make sure you comment down below or you can send me a message on my Twitter and or on my Instagram that they are in the description below or the show notes if, you, um, if you're listening on Spotify. So let's go then. PewDiePie recently signed a deal exclusive deal with youtube um as we know youtube is trying to get into like the live streaming and it's trying to get all of the creators to live stream on youtube because on the live streaming um like live streaming community or live streaming war uh there is other companies there's mixer and there's twitch obviously twitch being the most popular one but mixer recently has got a lot of uh, like big streamers like Ninja and Shroud, I believe, and I think there's others other streamers that are going to join as well. Uh, obviously, they are owned by Microsoft and they have a lot of cash, so they're trying to build their live streaming platform. And Twitch, as we know, is owned by Amazon again, huge, you know, like huge beasts. They have a lot of cash as well, but. Um, Yes, YouTube is trying to, obviously, like as we have said in other videos, that YouTube is trying to keep people as much as possible on the platform. And they also make a huge um, amounts of money from live streams. I think, uh, if you don't know, so when a live stream happens, people donate to the creator. I think YouTube keeps 40% of, of that. It's, it's either 40 or 30% um, of the donations so that's that's quite a lot of money uh, that they keep from creators um and of course PewDiePie last year it was exactly la- like this time last year he announced he will not be streaming on um YouTube anymore he was streaming in some weird platform like some weird bitcoin platform i i don't know i wasn't watching them uh, but this is this is huge news because it means that obviously PewDiePie got paid really well and I personally like PewDiePie and I like when self-made creators get 
you know get the job and self-made creators um succeed so i'm i'm happy for that and but that's not um it hasn't been very well um received from the general media uh, from the traditional media like you know newspapers and you know like uh, tv channels and all of that obviously they they hate pewdiepie and uh, they hate a lot of you know self-made creators because they are self-made and because they are getting you know more clicks and more views than all these traditional huge companies as as i've said i've gone into detail to this so make sure you watch the youtubers versus traditional media video it's very interesting it will be on the uh, description of this video or the show notes if you're on spotify um so let's let's just take a couple let's take a look on the, on a couple of articles that i've stumbled upon <laughs> um so the first article i want to quickly read is uh, from variety a huge newspaper or i don't even know if, if they print newspapers anymore but um so they say pewdiepie will be live streaming exclusively on youtube under a new pact to date felix Schilberg, Schilberg, i think it's pronounced the prankster and video game vlogger <laughs> jesus christ that's that is like and definitely an old person saying that prankster and video game vlogger i mean no one says that <laughs> Um, he uh, amassed amassed more than 104 million subscribers and generated over 25 billion views to date by far the most of any individually operated channel on YouTube Uh, YouTube has been my home for over a decade now and live streaming on the platform feels like a natural fit and I continue to look for new ways to create content interact with fans blah 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 this is taken out of um, a PewDiePie video, I think. Uh, and then, obviously, because, again, these... I'll, I'll just tell you about these platforms, these companies need to create views. Because, as I said, the, no one is buying newspapers anymore. I mean, I don't know anyone who's buying newspapers. And even my grandfather doesn't buy newspapers now. Even my grandfather has a phone and goes online to read. So these these companies have to find alternative ways of income and of course their websites they have websites and they sell ads through the website that's that's just how it works um but no one is actually visiting their websites so they they're not actually interested in having a good article having a, a you know actual journalist doing the work and doing the research they're not and I bet this guy that's written this, he's never seen a PewDiePie, jo- uh, PewDiePie video. And even if he has, PewDiePie makes a video every day. So that's like 365 videos a year. So there's so many to keep up unless you watch him every day. You cannot tell how how he is as a person, which, you know, it's that's how it is. Um, so all these companies, these newspapers are interested in getting your click from you as soon as you they get the click from you they get paid from the ads and that's all they're interested so what that means is the title has to be as catching as possible and pewdiepie controversial is a very catching title as we know um because pewdiepie is a good keyword search and 
of course people look for that stuff online and it it, it ranks higher up so continuing on this article we see um, PewDiePie has remained controver a, a controversial figure. He issued an apology in 2017. So they're talking about something that happened three years ago. He issued an apology in 2017 after uh, uttering the N-word during a video game live stream. And in late 2018, he gave a shout out on one of his videos to a YouTube channel trading in white supremacist rhetoric. Right. These things happened over two and a half, three years ago, and they are continually writing about this stuff. This is just PewDiePie is not the same man anymore. He's not the same person, and of course, you can make a mistake. And when you're live streaming, I, I imagine live streaming is really, really hard to do uh, because you have to be careful on what you say and things can get you know people will get things out of context and if you say something it will probably will take uh, will be taken out of context and then you know these that's what these traditional media outlets want you know for someone popular to say something to make a mistake and then they can write a, a whole article about it like this shitty article here um, so continuing, YouTube's live streaming deal with PewDiePie comes after uh, PewDiePie's last year had inked an exclusive live streaming deal with DLive. All right, yeah, that's um, that's a dodgy company called DLive. I, I've never heard of it, but uh, yeah, a service that had been promising better economic terms for creators than other major platforms. Uh, I don't know if that happened. Um, for YouTube, uh, bringing PewDiePie into the live streaming roster steps up into uh, rivalry with Amazon's Twitch live streaming platform. In recent months, YouTube has um, linked similar exclusive facts with game creators, including uh, Courage, Lachlan, Laserbeam, I don't know any of these guys. Um, so the 30-year-old Shelberg, 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 I think it's pronounced, launched his YouTube channel in 2010 and began uploading videos of Minecraft and Amnesia, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we know all of that. Um, there's actually th three comments on this video. Um, how the hell is he a white nationalist? <laughs> Stop spreading bullshit. Yes, exactly. Um, and yeah, why are you coming now? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So there's a comment on this article saying, why are you writing this now, like three years later? I mean, I mean, I know like PewDiePie signing a deal with YouTube is, a, is newsworthy, but why are you trying to bring him down? Like, they have already signed a deal, but I, I, don't, I just don't get why they're trying. I mean, I know why, because obviously... PewDiePie gets a lot more views than them, than them. PewDiePie gets a lot more attention than them. PewDiePie gets a lot more clicks than them. He has more influence than them. Um, so th that's why it's it's very simple. And of course, this brings a you know like this title will bring um, will bring a lot of clicks because it's a it's a catchy and edgy title. Um, so let's just go through another one. So The Verge, for example, wrote, uh, you, uh, PewDiePie signs exclusive live streaming deal with YouTube. Yeah, so they, they say, okay, they say more or less the same things. So I, 
yeah, nothing, nothing really new to add there. But there was a really interesting that right, yes, uh, the Washington Post, right? The Washington Post is a dying newspaper for for many years now. Um, so this article says, right? So it it says that he has signed a new deal. He last year he was streaming to D Live and blah blah blah. Um, so PewDiePie has been the center of several online controversies, most notably when he dropped the N word on a live stream on YouTube. He was uh, playing player announced Battleground PUBG. No one says it like that. Um, he apologized profusely for the incident and said that at the time it seems like I've learned nothing from all these past controversies. Oh my God. The Wall Street Journal. I will go to them as well because they are I think they are the worst. The Wall Street Journal highlighted several of his clips in a now infamous twenty seventeen article as evidence and of course they link the twenty seventeen article here. Just just this is complete bullshit. Uh PewDiePie's toxicity. Wow. PewDiePie and his fans said the clips were taken out of context, but the article yeah, of course they were they were taken out of context. And of course, this was the beginning of an apocalypse. Um, PewDiePie was not, did not start the apocalypse. But if you don't know, the apocalypse is when in 2017, a lot of brands pulled their ads from YouTube and uh, did not start the apocalypse. That was just a pretext because they wanted to start something like that. They simply took that as a means to negotiate with YouTube for lower prices and obviously the brands that like Coca-Cola and other brands and Pepsi, Pepsi I think was one of the brands and we know these are one of the most evil companies online so they don't care about you know anything other than money and other than their ads, the, them paying less for ads so it's a bit um, you know it's a bit like them trying to be better, but it's not actually like that. Um, so yeah, nothing interesting in this article as well. Uh, the Washington Post. Uh, and then there's this one, which is this? Uh, no, this doesn't say anything. So, um, so yeah, I think personally to to, to um, wrap up this um, PewDiePie section I think it's a great thing that he has signed a, a deal with um, YouTube for only live streaming on YouTube and that's great for PewDiePie that's great for everyone basically and it also it's great for creators as well because that means YouTube is trying to keep creators on the platform YouTube YouTube in the past has not been the best in trying to keep creators and trying to help creators um, of the platform I think they are trying to do their best and because as well this is this is quite new still is like the last 10 years of creators it's not like we have art you know we have um, actors we've had actors for like you know 100 years or something so this is a new space you know the all the, the creator and the youtuber and the you know like the um, Instagrammer or like the you know so this is a overall I think this is a great deal and
So now moving on to the Snyder Cut uh, of Justice League. Of course, um, Justice League came out in 2017, and um, so to give you a little, a little, little bit of context um, for the the, uh, the Snyder Cut, basically in the, uh, Zack Snyder was the architect of the DCEU. He made uh, Man of Steel in 2013, and from there, obviously, the Warner Brothers, WB, were, you know, like really excited to have a cinematic universe, like just like Marvel were doing. Um, but the only problem is that Marvel had a plan, you know, had had all the the cinematic universe planned out that they wanted all of the movies the individual movies for the individual characters before they had a team up so they already had when they made the avengers in 2012 they've already had two iron man movies one captain america and one thor movie so the characters were fully stretched out so we've already seen the character the characters so um the avengers movie did not have that to do as well to introduce the characters because then the job and the movie has a lot more to do than you know, as a team-up movie has a lot more to do if you have to introduce characters as well. It had to introduce, um, I think, it had to int- didn't have to introduce any characters because uh, we've seen Black Widow and we've seen um, Hawkeye before, so immediately the movie becomes a lot easier. Um, so then, um, obviously, I think Zack Snyder wanted to make a Man of Steel two movie or a Batman movie but then obviously he was pressured by Warner Brothers because they wanted to they wanted a cinema universe and they wanted it fast so he was pressured to make Batman vs Superman uh, and he did not want to make that and he had another movie planned and obviously studio interference wanted Batman vs Superman and Batman vs Superman was marketed for like four years or something uh, they sold merch for like three, at least three or four years earlier, and it had a budget of like three hundred fifty million or even more than that. And of Justice League for Justice League, Zack Snyder had planned two movies: so Justice League Part One, Justice League Part Two, um, and they were going to start shooting uh, as soon as Batman v Superman hits theaters so batman v superman hits theaters the movie is not that well liked again this movie is a bastard version of what Zack snyder actually wanted but was pressured from the studio because obviously batman sells a lot of toys and superman sells toys and there was wonder woman in there crammed and there was a cameo for aquaman and um no, there was a cameo for Aquaman, The Flash, and Cyborg as well. So, as you can you can see, this is a really packed movie to introduce everyone. Um, so, Batman v Superman does not is not that well liked by critics or by fans either. Uh, and then it it's not a flop. It does it. I think it makes it made like six six hundred and fifty million or something like that worldwide. Which for any other movie is is you know a lot of money, but when you've spent three hundred fifty thousand 
350 million excuse me 350 million um, to make a movie and maybe another 100 or I don't know how much they spent on marketing this movie as as I said they were marketing this movie at least three years prior to the release so there's a lot of money spent there too so let's just say 450 million so if you spend 450 million and you only make 650 so you you only made like 200 million back 250 million back that is not you know from a business perspective that is not a huge um, return so immediately Warner Brothers after Batman v Superman come out comes out immediately Warner Brothers panics and they order reshoots and rewrites for Justice League they cancel the second Justice League movie so they will at this point there's only one Justice League movie being made and there's like rumors that they were writing scenes through the day to shoot the next day or just even to shoot the same day so there's like a lot of money being spent there's a lot of changes um because again Warner Brothers uh, Warner Brothers panicked with uh, Batman v Superman um and half about halfway through the production of Justice League Zack Snyder leaves um the production because of uh, a family tragedy um so Warner Brother then thinks it's wise to bring Josh Josh Whedon who made the Avengers movie so just Josh Whedon obviously a completely different director to Zack Snyder as we know Zack Snyder has his own distinctive look uh, like like him or hate him um he his movies look very good and again like him or hate him at least he had some sort of a vision for this universe and for these these movies in general um and obviously Josh Whedon came in rewrote the whole thing made extensive reshoots changed the whole color f- of you know color of the movie and Warner Brother forces him. Warner Brothers forces him to have a movie under two hours, which is impossible for a team-up movie, um, especially a team-up movie where you have to introduce half the characters. Um, so everything changes, um, and then obviously we see um, Wonder Woman came came out before that, and there was some good signs that the DCEU was going somewhat well and then Justice League completely completely flopped and the Flash movies pushed back and uh, the Batman movie that Ben Affleck is writing and Justice League was a complete disaster you could see obviously Henry Cavill's mustache digitally removed because he was not allowed to shave his mustache mustache for the reshoots uh, because he was shooting another movie and uh, I think it was like Universal or Paramount Pictures making Paramount Pictures making uh, the movie with Tom Cruise and he was not allowed to shave so they thought we know what we're gonna do (laughs) CGI it's great and it was a disaster and uh, eventually Ben Affleck dropped out of Batman Um, like in, in in, you know, in general, he did not want to be Batman on any Justice League movie or on his own movie. 
And then Warner Brothers at this point completely had fucked up everything, completely continued to to make one mistake after another. So now that I've told you of, you know, I've given you the context of how Justice League came to be and, you know, the whole Zack Snyder story and how he was done dirty by Warner Brothers and all that. Obviously, Warner Brothers is a huge multi-millionaire, multi-billion company. Um, all they care about is money and profit, and that's that's how it works. Um, so now, almost three years later, people have been wanting the Snyder Cut. Basically, it's a version of the movie, because apparently there was like 70 or 80% of the movie shot, by Zack Snyder and obviously Josh Whedon came in and then he redid a lot of things um, so there's this there was this rumor that there is a cut out there even from you know by the cast and Zack Snyder himself so there was this rumor that there is a Snyder cut out there it only needs to be made of course people have wanted this for ye- for three years now and for it to come this late is is a bit of a shock to everyone and the story behind it is actually really simple and it's a very good business move from AT&T so if you don't know AT&T the American company owns Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers owns Warner Brothers own, owns DC Comics so that's how AT&T like the corporate overlords of uh, Warner Brothers they are. They also own HBO, and H, we know HBO, huge television network, um, and they have been trying to launch their HBO Max or HBO Plus. I think it's called HBO Max. Yes, HBO Max, which is basically their Netflix and their Disney Plus and their Amazon Prime. Um, and what better way to make this with a Snyder Cut and of a movie that people have been wanting for years and from a marketing perspective this is great it blew up everywhere uh, Twitter was flooded with uh, the Snyder Cut and everyone was talking about this so from a marketing perspective this makes a lot of sense um, so they're trying to make um, to launch their HBO Max um, streaming service and it makes sense that you have something original so this is going to be either a six-hour, you know, a one-hour part, um, you know, one-hour episode in six parts, or is this going to be like something really long, like three, four-hour, four-hour movie or something? I don't think they have decided yet. But um, there's this article from the Hollywood Reporter saying uh, HBO Max will debut the project in 2021, possibly in a four-hour director's cut or in six TV-style chapters, so exactly as I said. Um, so as the Helmer gets the gang back together with the original uh, post-production crew to score, cut, and finish visual effects. So basically, they're, I think they're going to spend something like 20 to 30 million to you obviously score and cut and finish the visual effects because th- there's like a lot of shots that need visual effects and then, you know, need post-production in general um so how how is it possible that they are doing it now why why are they doing it now you ask i can hear you ask um at&t is trying to 
obviously launched HBO Max, but they're also trying to course correct the DCEU and what um, Warner Brothers have been doing because they're they're fucking up lately. They fucked up pretty well. And why is this a huge deal? It is because um, people have been asking this for this for years, and a lot of people said you should never, you know, do what the fans want and. <laughs> That is stupid. I think that's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. How? Why would you not do what the fans want? Want the fan? The fans are paying for it, and the fans are the ones who will see it. So obviously, I I don't get this. Like I I was really shocked when I heard this. Um. So Warner Brothers did not want, even though the cut is there. So as I said, there's probably like eighty percent of the movie there. Uh, all they need to do is post-production, visual effects, and all of that because uh, you know Zack Snyder had to leave the project because of his uh, family tragedy. But Warner Brothers was not willing to make this because it would show how incompetent they were, and it would show all the mistakes they made, and it would show that you know all the studio interference that Zack Snyder had, you know, before even before Justice League with. You know, because he he didn't even want to make Batman v Superman in the first place. He was forced to make Batman v Superman, and then his two-part movie. Because you gotta understand that a two-part movie became a one movie, and that's a lot of characters and a lot of development from two movies to go into one movie. And then they completely scrap his version of the movie, and they make a new two-hour bastard version um so obviously dc did not want that out there and there's a lot of rumors about you know like a david ayer cut of suicide squad and i'm not sure that that's um because obviously there was a lot of studio interference again with suicide squad they about like 80 or 90 percent when the movie was almost finished, um, there was a cut. Apparently, that rumor has it that it was unwatchable. So what they did is they hired a trailer company to make the movie more colorful and more, like you know, poppy and pop music and funny and all of that. So again, it's Warner Brothers here that is to blame because their incompetence of not allowing their directors and their people to do what they best know like you how can you green light a movie and then about 80% of it you say oh wait i don't like it you either do not green light it in the first place or you let it finish and you live with the consequences of course that could not happen they decided to spend even more money um to make something even worse so yeah that is all for today uh, it has been more than 30 minutes now that i'm rumbling around about um pewdiepie and um the snyder cut as far as the snyder cut knows uh, goes as far as the snyder cut goes oh my god i cannot even speak today <laughs> um the snyder cut i'm, I'm not even sure it's going to be a good movie but i'm really happy that 
Zack Snyder will get to make his version of the movie because again as I said Zack Snyder is not the most traditional filmmaker he has his own very distinctive distinctive style and his own look so I'm really happy that he's he's gonna get you know like his chance to finish his version of the movie and I'm I really hope that AT&T because it seems like they've taken over all of the creative decisions from uh, Warner Brothers and I really hope that they get um, they give Snyder another another uh, you know another chance to make the DCEU and another thing that I did not get the, the, the time to talk about is in 2021 they also have the new Batman with Robert Pattinson uh, debuting so I don't know what's gonna happen again that Robert Pattinson movie was greenlit by Warner Brothers so is it possible that we see it cancelled is it possible that we don't see that that movie doesn't see the light of day I don't know because it's I loved Ben Affleck as Batman on this uh, DCEU I think you can see really clearly that you know Ben Affleck from, from the reshoots on Justice League he's fat and he's out of shape and you can see him how he hard he trained because Ben Affleck trained really really hard to be Batman and there's going to be a lot of like controversies like talks on Batman you know which Batman is better and I, I really hope that maybe AT&T can get Ben Affleck back as Batman because I think Ben Affleck is the best Batman that we've ever gotten he's very suited he he suits that you know Bruce Wayne because he looks like a you know like a Bruce Wayne rich guy you know and and then that Batman like deep voice manly so and Robert Pattinson even though I like him as an actor I I don't know if he's going to be a good Batman or even a good um Bruce Wayne um so yeah a lot of uh, room for thought here thank you very much for listening uh to this podcast I mean um again subscribe to the channel if you're on uh, spotify make sure you follow and you can send me a message on twitter or instagram if you want me to cover any topics um, make sure you leave a like on youtube make sure you check out the channel as well and i will see you in the next one bye